2: What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man Andreas Hale. It is a busy, Weekend out here in Vegas. On our previous show, we talked about the Manny Pacquiao fight and everything that comes along with that. But of course, it's also SummerSlam weekend, which means the Indies are here. Me and Dre are running around like madmen. It is fun, but it's exhausting. So we found a little pocket of time to bring you guys this show. It's not as long as we usually would do it for such a huge weekend, but trust we'll recap all of this on Sunday night after NXT takeover and put out a recap show for the entire wrestling weekend early next week. So you guys will get your fix. Don't worry about it. Wrestling fans for now though, man, it's been just wildness and it's the calm before the storm. I thought this is the time, you know, we'll talk about AW and CM Punk rumors and everything. I thought this was the lull for wrestling Twitter I was wrong, and that's because friend of the podcast, Shane Taylor, went crazy on Twitter. Well, actually, he, he just put this out there. He was like, yo, by the way, here's these four movies. One got to go. Which one is it? And it took off like wildfire. They almost put him in, in wrestling court over his opinions, and it's been going on for like four days straight dropping a new joint every day it has been great to watch tons of fun for wrestling twitter everyone's up on it so dre we've agreed only on one on twitter so now we got to come here and hash it out on the show on the podcast this first one started with which movie gotta go and it's black movies and it's house party don't be a menace Uh, The Last Dragon and Friday. Why are people saying House Party has to go? Let's start there because neither of us are
1: saying Uh, that. Okay, so first of all, fuck Shane Taylor as a label, as a person. (laughs) Yo, because he tags me in this stuff, man. I love Shane. He tags me in this and I'm like, yo, my mentions are on fire, dog. And then as soon as as soon as I responded to it, E Woods and Kofi. Kofi's a problem. Kofi won't answer shit. If y'all have noticed Kofi, and I've been on his head too, like we on our side chat, I'm like, why don't you say the answer? Like, you're telling us what, what uh, won't go, which one will, right? He's on <laughs> and he's been on his head too, but, and then it just took off. Faye being involved, I don't know. But House Party is off fucking limits. House Party is a cultural phenomenon. You cannot remove how like, you take away an error by removing House Party. I, I, the, the logic in that I just absolutely did not understand, but I also think it might be an age thing because maybe it didn't mean the same for a certain group of people as it did for somebody like me who grew up and it was like, I want the kid and play dance. Like, how can you get rid of the kid and play? (laughs) How can you get rid of kid and play? How can you get rid of Robin Harris? How can you get rid of the concept of the house party? Martin Lawrence says the DJ. Yeah. Bala, blue, Bala, whatever your name is. I mean, yo, A.J. Johnson being in that movie, Tisha Campbell, like you can't full force. You, know, like, <laughs> come, you can't. You, like, you legitimately cannot get rid of that movie there. That is unquestionably has to stay. There's two movies to me that you can't remove. And that's Friday and House Party. And yeah. then it comes down to The Last Dragon or Don't Be A Menace. That's I feel like right. The Last Dragon is an age cut because like some people, depending
2: on age, really haven't seen The Last Dragon
1: which in and that's that, that I get it but the crazy thing about the last dragon is it really also defined in era's you know it's like the first like black kung fu flick kiss my converse show nuff and it, the remnants of the last dragon have been everywhere in our culture for like the last 35 years like kiss my converse show nuff you have the glow all that all that terminology's been used in like hip hop and everything that we do Yep. It, 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 again, like House Party, it defined an era. That's why my pick was Don't Be a Menace. As much as I love Don't Be a Menace, if you removed it, everything would be fine. It's like The Undertaker. I, I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love Don't Be a Menace. I've watched it probably, uh, I, I'm sure I've watched it more than, than I've seen The Last Dragon. But if I remove Don't Be a Menace, what am I missing? Right, it's like the Marlon brothers still gonna make scary movies. None of that shit's gonna change because they already did. I'm gonna get you, sucker. Keenan was already doing it in Living Color and putting the family on. This is like the, the Sean and Marlon's era, right? And it's, yeah, it's this okay. is their breakout. And it my, was huge. they would have broke they would have broken out somewhere down the line, right? So that's why I couldn't remove the Last Dragon because I was just like, man, like you, man. That's that again, defining era films like that, and it was just a great like Last Dragon is fucking incredible. So I couldn't remove it. It's hard because when people said it. It, to me, I said, unfortunately, don't be a menace. That was my tweet. And then people was like, bye, House Party. I was like, wait, wait, hold on. It's not that easy. <laughs> Y'all got to relax. Shane Taylor said in the original tweet, also House Party got to go. No, no,
2: no way. And I know how much you like House Party 2 as well. No, I don't like House Party Three, two. Three. excuse me. Three, you don't like House Party 2. Everyone in the thread liked House Party 2. Which is but crazy. Jama jammy jam. Yeah. Um, now, people have a fondness for House Party 2. I don't know. But to me, House Party 3 is the funniest
1: House Party. Yes, it is. I mean, it's, it's, it's out not the better movie, necessarily. It's the funnier one. Yeah. Out and Out is the most fun. It's, it's the most ridiculous House Party because it was clear when House Party 3 came out, that they just stopped giving a fuck. It was just <laughs> about moments on the show, right? Like, it, like it, it had nothing to necessarily do with storyline. Like, they, they got to a certain point, but it was like, it was all about having Bernie Mac. It was all about the fucking X-Con barbecue. It was all about Stinky. It was all about, like, these moments. As, as a movie, it wasn't better than House Party, right? I could never say that. House Party is a classic. But in terms of being funny, yo, House Party 3 is ridiculous. Uh, House Party 2, the pajama jammy jam, is, people love it. I didn't love it as much. It's not bad. It's just the weakest of the three. And I won't count house party four and beyond; those don't exist. No, but I did see a
2: instead of a one got to go, a one got to stay, and it was house party one, two, three and class act. Two only will go, stay. Only two one goes. can stay. Oh, only no, one can stay. One can stay. Oh, it's house party. I can't no, give class act, Like yo, class act is the funniest shit. It is funny. Why don't you play my froggy, Demetra? Like, that shit is hilarious. It's absolutely a funny movie, but I can't, you can't, there is no class act without House Party. The titty. Yo, that shit is, that's true, but class act is better. The performance, I don't know, the dances in House Party are so iconic. But the class act rhymes are so dope. And Blade Brown,
1: Blade Brown, just the character of Blade Brown is so fire. Yeah, I can't put Blade Brown over fucking uh full force with Bowleg Legal. Like, I can't, I can't. Blade, I mean, I can't. I love again, love classic Penderpuss. Love, <laughs> love it, yeah, love it. ain't ain't no way. Like nothing, you can't remove House Party. It's Martin Lawrence. Damn, it's more know, Blade worse. Brown
2: and Duncan Penderhughes. Duncan Penderhughes was one of my aliases when I was younger. Like, I had like Nick Papa Giorgio from Vegas Vacation, Duncan Penderhughes. Like, I just signed that shit on random stuff. People would be like, huh? Like, yeah, just random alias before gamer tags were a thing. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Class act is so dope. But that started the timeline going crazy. And then every day since, people decided they just wanted to start off
1: with violence so the second Yo, top dollar man we going to fight he Yo, know top- <laughs> <laughs> no, like swerve no these cats like all right so i'm going to say this i'm going to say this we've had a lot of side conversations since this thing began right off of twitter with a lot of us and we're like this is a thing actually because this wrestler is not talking about wrestling so it makes it a lot easier for us to get together and have a good time this might turn into something else. We I'm not saying it's formally turning into something else, but it feels like it's moving in a direction where we have been talking and it's just like, yo, there might be something here for us where we can all get together. It's not about like WWE and the indies or AEW. Yeah. But we can all get together and just as as black talent, podcasters, wrestlers, whatever, and have a good time. But much like dollar, much know. like Woods does on up up down down. Like they play Uno. And now yeah. they got an Uno set. Yeah. Like, so, yeah, there's more to wrestlers than just wrestling. Yeah, but he's, yo. Top dollar got to go. When <laughs> I see him? We'll get to that. I don't know which one you're going to next. but When I see, when I see him, I told him, I was like, I'm glad you're not coming out here for SummerSlam, bro. <laughs> yeah, top dollar. Listen, it might have to be a reverse Rat Pack
2: versus top dollar swerve, the whole crew. The hit row. Yeah, Oscar's hit row. We might just, yo, it know, might have to have because Tom Dollar got the craziest takes. So his first one was which Wayne's movie got to go? Blank Man, White Chicks, I'm going to get you, sucker, or
1: Major Pain? Come this on. one was easy for me. It would to me like to me. It was like I know one's gonna stay, and that's how I'm gonna get you, sucker. And you're suspect if you even consider trying to take that one out compared to those four. Like I'll be honest, like I've seen black men, I've seen them all, right? I'm not really attached to any of them. Like I am, I'm gonna get you, sucker. So to be honest, like almost any of them could go, and I'd be like, cool, because as long as I, I'm gonna get you, sucker. But you're not a I, major pain guy. I like major pain, but I could live without it. It didn't like. Compared to the movies that came before it, it was like, I get it was a Wayans Brothers thing. But compared to the movie, the movies that we just talked about, I was like, yo, I could live with all these except for I'm going to get you, sucker. That's that's an iconic flick. These other ones, they're cool. Major Payne was funny. Yeah, Blank, Blank Man was funny.
2: Blank Man got to get out of here. If they would have replaced it with Scary Movie, well, then we would have had a little bit tougher discussion.
1: I mean, Major Payne would probably be on the chopping block. I put Major Payne on the chopping block because I have a strange fondness with Blank Man and white chicks should i could also put on the chopping block because what yeah I yo white like, chicks is hilarious come on i know don't i mean that's don't like was that woods what, fight he wasn't fighting he, he wait he loves white, white chicks. chicks? <laughs> woods adores white chicks oh I thank you that's look at that Such i think it's hilarious man of don't, taste and class like, don't, i'm just saying i think they're all hilarious i mean they're all funny movies i just if you remove any of them i'm okay as soon as if you fix your lips to say, I'm gonna get you sucker, We fighting but those other three. Like <laughs> you can make a case for any of them to go. And I'll be like, all right, that's fine. I can see what you're saying. Cause nothing, none of them really like truly define the era. Terry Crews is ridiculous in white chicks and blank, man, just a superhero. And, 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 like that shit is fine. <laughs> and, and, the major pain, yeah. and then, you know, major pain, just railing them down with kids. It's hilarious, but I, you can make a case for any of those three. And I'll be like, all right. But as soon as you, if you say I'm a no, nah, I'm gonna shoot you. We like you're dead. And this showed me, I mean, now I have a
2: list of movies to watch with my wife because there's so many of these that she hasn't seen, and I'm dying internally. And she's like, "Yeah, just I don't get it. Like she's never seen I'm gonna get you, sucker." Oh my god. Um, she's never seen House Party. Wait, that's
1: look. You got to oh, divorce and her. a back story, backstory, backstory. So before no, wait, I just you feel like to, I'm putting my wife on blast, you got to so, divorce her and remarry her. That's what you have to do. What, what that's happened? The, that's, the,
2: that's the rule. What happened is um, her dad was like strict growing up in terms of her, like what she watches and consumes. Cause they were like kind of a church family. So she couldn't watch PG 13 until she was 13 years old. She couldn't watch rated R at all oh, until she was rules. an adult. Yeah. So like there was no budging on that. Uh, she tells me the story all the time where she went over her mom's house like one weekend and snuck and watched um, Dirty Dancing. And her pops flipped when he found out. Don't put me so, in the corner. Yeah. So uh, she hasn't seen like any of these like grown. I was like, yo, I was watching this at six years old. Me and her just yesterday watched Kids. Wow. Well, she you was, know what? I understand. She came man. out in 1990. She was yeah. 10. And she couldn't watch it. So yeah, like she, she couldn't watch it. I was like, yo, I was watching this shit growing up. She's like, how are you watching this movie? I was like, yo, I was like 10 the first time I saw it. Like it was the wildest shit, but yeah. So she's missed out on all these. We're taking a running tally of stuff she has to watch, but I'm going to get you suck at house parties on the list. Um, she also, which is a side note to this column has never seen a load out dirty shame.
1: Wow. Which
2: if it was on here, Everything, including
1: I'm gonna get you, sucker, can go Bullshit. except nope. for a low down dirty shame. No, nope. nope. but low down dirty can shame will go before I'm gonna get you, sucker. No, oh, at,
2: dude, at, it's I, blasphemous I, on my point. I get it, it's but funny.
1: Um, I love uh, it. low down dirty shame, like Wayman? Oh, uh, yeah, hilarious. It's, it's, uh, look, I love a low down dirty shame. I keep that over the Miss, Miss Peaches. Hey, <laughs> it was great in that movie, oh, it was phenomenal in that, but yo, nothing. I'm going to get you sucker is never leaving. That's like you um, you try to start some beef with C B4. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll stand on here, I'll die on that hill. C B4 and fear of a black cat. I would die on yeah. that <laughs> fear I, of black hat is your joint. I love C B4, but Fear of a Black Hat, I made E watch it the other day. I made because he <laughs> hadn't seen it. He was like, I keep hearing it. And he watched it. And He was like, Okay, you might be right. Because it's like when you watch it. Because one, nobody had seen it, right? Fear of a Black Hat was a Rusty Kundeef movie that came out in the mid, late 90s. And I happened to stumble across it in the video store. And the, the short story is me and my boy was supposed to hang out with Iris and Oris from 702 Recipes Oris, And uh, they they stood us up, right? And we so we were at home and we had nothing to do. And we went to the Blockbuster video store and there was this movie with three dudes with like some hats over the junk. And we were like, yo, let's rent this. It's probably going to be whack. And then, yo, we laughed we laughed so fucking hard and i've never stopped watching that movie because it is the most it's the best satire of the music industry and that's why it's better than cb4 cb4 is great because of two things well three alan payne chris rock and charlie murphy the story is good but fear of a black hat how it parodies the industry and the songs in fear of a black hat my penis my penis my bad um (laughs) got, <laughs> uh, I'm a human being, which is a riff on PM Dawn. Yeah. Yo. <laughs>
2: no, the songs were dope. I, I can't knock it. It's, it's one, a would be, I give you shit, but I mean, I'm just so attached to CB4, but I no, overall, know. Fear By Hat is just as amazing. It it's one of my favorite satires of all time. So I can't knock it. I watched it when I was younger. Cause my uncle worked at like a video store down um, by Columbia in New York and would bring home random shit,
1: Kung Fu flicks and all those random ass movies. Is what I I grew up on. So, um, Um, mine didn't start that much of a problem because there was the people that knew just already agree with me because they've seen it. But other people were just like, "Nah." I was like, "I was like, don't say it until you watch it. Watch it first, and then because it's not, it's not. I get it. CB4 is iconic. You can't take away MC Gusto. You can't take I'm Black (laughs) Blackity Black. Can't take away none of that. But watch Fear of Blackhead, If nothing else, for tasty taste. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, yeah, now nah, cb 4 just got the iconic moments too, though. Like,
2: no lie. I was wild in my youth. And I remember in high school, like just not being into this chick at all. And then for some reason she ended up topless and I did the nipple thing. Boing. Just because <laughs> I had to entertain myself. Like, <laughs> but that shit's hilarious. Yo, know? so many things in both movies. So yeah, that that was one of the toughest ones. And it was only between two when you put that up. And then Top dollar didn't slow down. Nah, man, this man. He wanted to continue. Committed a war beef. crime. The next one was Eddie Murphy movies.
1: Nutty Professor, Coming to America, Beverly Hills Cop, and Life. Yeah, this is, first of all, putting Coming to America on any list. I agree
2: done. with him, by the way. Yeah, no, I, I one thing, shout out to everyone in the community. I saw no one
1: say get rid of Coming to America. You can't. You, no, you will be crucified. Um, but see for you, you got rid of Beverly Hills cop instantly without I a blink. I can't, it, I can't, it's either that I'm a nutty professor to me. Like it's not, it's this one's not easy, but banana in the tailpipe, Eddie Murphy, Beverly Hills cop action movie, what Eddie Murphy was to the culture at the time, because people forget he was the biggest star in Hollywood and he had mm-hmm. that leading role. Um, I love nutty professor. And I loved it at the time, but it was like an Eminem album. It it worked in that that time. I watch it now, and I'm like, it's still funny, but it's it. I I still watch Beverly Hills Cop. It might not hit
2: the same, but it hits better than Beverly Hills Cop to me. Like the there's still stuff like the Hercules Hercules like that. All of that is just i iconic, yo. And um, Chappelle was hilarious in that shit. Like there's so many good parts. To Nutty yeah. Professor, and then
1: life to me, you I might you cut. Like no, that. Jenga leg, come on. You know, <laughs> here's the funny thing about life is I didn't really appreciate it until I saw it later. So this was at a time when things would come out at the movie theater, and you rush to get your tickets to go see at the movie theater. And then when you get to the movie theater, people don't shut the fuck up. It's everybody's laughing the whole time, and life isn't like out and out funny like other movies it's it, the, the comedy is different it's funny everybody remembers jang lang and you know you can go eat my cornbread you can't have my damn corn. like you everybody remembers that but if you watch it by yourself you're like yo this is actually like just a really good and funny movie it's not out and out funny like coming to america it's different it's a different kind of movie but it's it's really fucking good so you can't get rid of life and you can't you actually can't get rid of coming to america the other two you can make an argument over. I personally will get rid of the professor. I see others saying Beverly Hills Cop, but if you if you fixed your mouth and say coming to America, you're dead to me. Can't do it. <laughs> no, no one's no one's
2: picking that. But it's again, Beverly Hills Cop is another age divide, it seemed like a lot of these were yeah. age divides.
1: Yeah, it, it's hard for people to really understand the significance of Eddie Murphy in an action movie, his starring role as a comedian. Coming off of his standup and everything else that he did, and then nailed it in that role. Like he just he Axel Foley. <sighs> if you if you weren't young enough, if you're too young to, to see it or know the cultural relevance of it, it's like when you talk to people about great comedians and people that were like born after like 1990. Don't mention Richard Pryor. Yeah. You know, it's like, but you weren't, I guess you weren't there. Because nobody told a story right, like Richard Pryor or Red Fox. Like, it just didn't happen. But if some people just are unwilling to go back into that uh, that bag and figure out who the, those people are. So I I get it. I'm not mad at it. It's just not my decision. So.
2: I'm, I'm trying to think if I want to say this hot take. <laughs> because I know you're going to disagree, but fuck it. So Beverly Hills Cop, and I've watched it. I've enjoyed it. Kind of. It's cool. Rush hour is better. And Chris Tucker rush hour is better than Eddie Murphy and Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. I disagree. I, turn, I, impact I,
1: aside, I, rush hour is better than Beverly Hills. Cop. I disagree. Um, and I like rush hour, but I, I totally disagree. That Chris Tucker Tuck is better than Eddie Murphy. Like Eddie Murphy is Axel Foley. Is. Just in that one role. Yeah, Yeah. I can't. can't. No, can't. I think
2: that's where I'm leaning. And then to wrap it up, the other two, Shane Taylor came back. It's like take this top dollar, and he put out another list. One TV dad has to go, but he made it too easy.
1: It was way too easy.
2: Pops Weatherspoon. Nope. Carl Winslow. Yep. Bernie Mac. Uncle Phil. come on, man. Nobody likes. No one likes Winslow, but we know. know, We know why he's on there. Cause he who must not be named can no longer be on this list. Yeah, I know. So <laughs> once you start
1: putting pop went off the deep end, then you're now scrambling for TV dads. I mean, you could at least pick Terry Cruz from everybody hates Chris. Yeah. I mean, that made a different list. Everybody hates Chris. Oh yeah. We'll talk about that in like real quick in a second, but yeah, there was this note Carl Winslow as I mean, people like family matters, but yo, Family Matters has aged terribly. Yeah, and you
2: pointed out all his problematic behavior. He had a daughter who went upstairs and never came back. Yeah, so you lost your daughter for life. You're not a great dad. (laughs) No, Steve Urkel was a stalker. Like, you don't lock your doors for him? Like, you just let a guy bust in all times of the day and night and just randomly hit
1: on your daughter? Yeah, you make that movie in 2021. That's a lifetime movie that ends in murder. (laughs) And you a cop. No, you're pulling, you're pulling the burner at some point, thinking someone's robbing yeah. the family land. Like, that's not realistic. Nope. That, that, yeah, Carl Winslow, you're yeah, out of here. No, but let's talk about the other TV show one real uh, quick. The last one to post, Top
2: Dollar, Top Dollar just kept swinging, swinging every day. So he posted, one TV show got to go, A Different World, Fresh Prince, Martin, or Everybody Hates Chris. I, I will tell you, my problem with this is everybody hates Chris and everyone damn near chooses that, right? There's some people who love Everybody Hates Chris and we'll talk about those people and how they're wrong in a second. But if you really wanted to make this tough, you got to put living single there. Yeah.
1: You have I, to. I would even accept girlfriends. Some people love girlfriends. Oh, girlfriends is incredible. But yeah. Everybody hates Chris. As good as everybody hates Chris is, it doesn't belong in this particular conversation. No, it wasn't culturally shifting. Wait, wait, what was it? it was it was a different Martin, right? Was it Martin? Martin,
2: different yes. world. Fresh Prince, Martin, and everyone, everybody everyone. hates Chris. Everybody hates Chris. Got to go. The people yeah. who said no, like Top Dollar, and this is where shit gets crazy because you could tell he's everybody hates Chris fan because he said one got to go. And I dare anybody in caps to tell me
1: it's not a different world. Yeah, we've we've been uh, having a nice little back and forth. <laughs> Sir, just come you, on, bro. you just binge watched a different I, world. I'm yeah, I'm watching it all over again. Skip season one. I tell you, right, just skip season one the Denise season. Just skip it. Go straight to season two. As soon as you start watching it, if you haven't watched it in a long time, you haven't watched it in order, you will realize why this is one of the greatest television shows of all time. And for our community, easy easy. It put kids through black colleges. I mean, the Dwayne Wayne flip glasses, the Whitney, Whitney Gilbert, uh, you know, Ron Johnson, Sinbad, Jaleesa, the storylines. Like, I for, I totally forgot, not even totally forgot, the episode where Freddie made Dwayne Wade the brownies and it, Whitley had the crush on them. It's the first time they had kissed at the computer lab because Whitley was like daydreaming. And I was like, <laughs> yo, this shit was, it was so good because it was just like just a great television show. But Dwayne Wayne's kicks. Like, if you go back and watch that show, his sneaker game was tight. Oh, yeah. His whole, him and Will are unmatched in terms of just swag on TV. Dale, his swag is incredible. But that's, uh, as a show, the themes of The Different World covers for a black college, that was it for me as a kid. I was like, yo, I'm going to a black college. I thought there was really a Hillman. There's really not. But, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I was like, I said, I'm they had you Hillman. for a second. They did. <laughs> But there was, dog, there's no way you can get rid of a different world. And then you go to the later series, especially the Piccolo episode with Tupac and Jada Pinkett Smith. Oh, you know, so good. Come I on, mean, man. I guess the earlier episodes were the worst episodes in the series. They had it's a just constant a, build. Season we, one, season one's yeah. trash. It's not even in order. It's, it's like you watch it and you're like, what is going on here? It's just a bunch of sh- episodes. But, but I will say, strange. what? It should have ended with the wedding. Yeah, it, I mean, well, then you wouldn't have Jada Pinkett Smith. True. The wedding happened, like, then you wouldn't have, and even and not, to be honest, you know, the Jada seasons weren't as strong, I mean, because you go to the seasons with Shaza and his, his man of Shaz, yo, and Ron, you know, hooking up with Kim and Freddie, like, all that stuff is great, and the later seasons aren't as good, but as a whole, that show is iconic on levels that everybody, hates. Chris, could never touch. It didn't put anybody through college, right? No. The one show that I, that's on that list that I was like it could go and people would fight me is Martin. And strangely enough, it's only because like the, 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 it stays because the short window that it was great, it was great. like that first and second season were incredible, and we all talked about it. Everybody hates Chris can't touch that. No, no, but you throw living single in there. It gets complicated Living single Martin, Martin gotta come about here. Yeah, like... Yo, I'm people, losing Martin quick, fast. People get, people get mad. They're like, you can't get rid of Martin. I'm like, yo, watch it again. Watch it again. Don't watch it like you watch it in syndication where just random episodes come on. Watch it in order again. And you will quickly realize, like, yo, this thing tapered off real quick. Martin's the Bill Goldberg of Black television shows. Wow.
2: Yeah, okay, that's fair. <laughs> like, When it was hot, that shit was hot. And then... It's what season four came around well season three four, four. Like when he got right, the tv the show three, yeah the and that was the scott hall hitting martin with a taser
1: yeah it, and it was over it got out of control the obviously, <laughs> obviously the the seasons with him and tisha campbell you know legitimately having issues with each other and they were never on screen together it was too you could tell as a kid i was like i could tell what what happened between two, these two they're on screen together this is whack couldn't watch it, but those first couple seasons, and there's just you know, Dragonfly Jones and bruhman like those are, again iconic. And as much as I love Everybody Hates Chris, and personally, it I could put hit- the Cosby Show on there for, like, because nah, it's a collective. I mean, look, you put Jamie Fox Show on there, and things get complicated for me. You are a big fan of the Jamie Fox Show. Oh, and, I love the Jimmy
2: Fox and Show. Honestly,
1: with Fancy, oh, what was the name of the the uppity dude? Braxton Braxton.
0: The Braxton,
1: Michael Jackson dance episode in his apartment. (laughs) Look, I'll tell everybody this right now. And then we I know we gotta talk wrestling because we got other things to do. Um why if you if you go on YouTube, look up the Jamie Foxx show with Mark Curry. Just there's just a segment with Jamie Foxx and Mark Curry from you know hanging with Mr. Cooper, Mark Curry. Yeah. Yo, just, just watch it. That's all. To, like I watch this shit like once a month and I can't, I laugh so fucking hard because you can <laughs> tell there's two things that happen. Mark Curry's out of control in this scene. He's out of control and Jamie Fox can barely hold it in. It's on camera. And you watch how these two are interacting with each other. And you watch Jamie in the background, like trying to keep it together. Cause he must've lost it in multiple takes. Watch this damn classroom scene with Mark Curry. Jamie Fox show is Peak Television. I don't know why this shit. I can't even find it on a streaming service at all. Like, like I can't find Hanging with Mister Cooper. Lame like that's an underrated on
2: show. Hulu. It's on Hulu. It? Yeah. Oh, it's on and popping because that show was was fire. And then um, Meek showing my age. but I don't care. I need a place to watch Smart Guy. Smart Guy was my hey, smart shit. That's fair. I like Smart yeah. Guy. Smart, smart Guy, guy. was dope. But Mo, yeah. Oh, that. was. I need to watch smart guy reruns i got boy meets world out there i need smart guy now to just round out my childhood shows so no yeah it made way too easy with everybody it's chris but that was the talk of wrestling twitter if you guys haven't been in on it still time go to twitter comment join the discussion it is fun but now we got to talk about this crazy wrestling week not only you know with AEW and WWE, but here in Vegas, we're going to indie shows. It's going to be wild. Let's hit a break. When we come back, we'll touch on our plans for the weekend and then also talk about AEW. Don't go anywhere.
1: Hey everyone, it's Lindsey Rhodes, and I've got a new podcast, The NFL Road Show
2: All right, we are back. Time to talk pro wrestling.
1: Trey, we're hitting four indie shows in two days. At least I'm going to try to. I'm doing my best. Listen, we're doing
2: Friday night, 7.30 GCW. Friday night, midnight show. I don't even
1: know what show that That, that's the show i might miss the natural born killer show is the show that i might not stick around for the whole thing for i'll probably be there but i might not stick around for the whole thing all right don't fuck around last time again you said the
2: same thing we went to the fsw show we went later you missed chris bay taking a
1: canadian destroyer from the top rope i know oh (laughs) and chris if chris bay if i know he's not listening he got better shit to do right now but chris no i'm gonna see him i'm gonna see him this weekend chris no he said, get a different world out of there. I told Chris, you're fired. As my friend, you're fired. Because I wanted to buy his Bullet Club shirt, the Bullet Club. I was like, I'm going to buy a shirt. And now I'm not. Because you said get rid of it. I love you, Chris. But you need to eat like 17 Canadian Destroyers for that. <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm talking to him right now. Um, yeah. No, so
2: that I mean that show is going to be nuts. There's karaoke going on. MDK karaoke, which I might just pop my head into, say what up to the homies, say what up to AJ Gray. And then Saturday, FSW, I think FSW versus GCW. Yeah. Um. So that's going to be nuts at noon. And then oh an entire, I mean, entire day of SummerSlam. Oh, and mind you, if CM Punk comes back on Friday, then that's all we're going to be talking about Friday morning or Saturday morning. So it's yeah. it's going to be a shit show of wrestling in the best of ways. If you guys are in Vegas, say what up, come up to me, hand sanitizer up, mask on, but we could chill um during this week. It's gonna be fun. And like I just mentioned, AEW is the first thing to really send a spark into the weekend. They started off with the show on Wednesday, AEW Dynamite, and it had some high points, right? Like, one, Miro's
1: incredible. Oh, man, this is the best. Like, I, okay, real quick. Rusev Day was incredible. He's, was, not so. cutting promos, he's not cutting promos like Miro is right now. He's God's favorite champion. Oh, my God. This is some <laughs> next level stuff. God's favorite champion. Yo, that
2: lightning strike behind him is, like, the best coincidental thing ever because he just took the, uh, took the gimmick and ran with it. He's just so fucking good in this role. Don't take the belt off. Take the belt off him and push him to the main title. Like, it's, man, he's so good. It's This is early Rusev type run, like when he was super dominant, but he doesn't need Lana as the mouthpiece. And you see the well-rounded
1: pro wrestler. He, boy, he's good. Uh, Now, these are the moments where you go, man, WWE, you really fucked up. Because this 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 is too good. Like he's holding the secondary title and making it feel like the most important thing in the world. Because yeah. who's gonna beat him for it? The longer that he holds on to that title, it's like I don't know who's going to beat him for it. I don't know if he, I want him to lose it anytime soon. Yeah, only to go up and but Kenny Omega is a heel, so like
2: I, I don't even care. Meryl seems like the heel of heels.
1: Yeah, like
2: good. you can do a heel heel matchup and he's just out healing everyone. He's just great right now, running through people, perfect booking for him. And like there's no complaints to what they're doing with him. Amazing part of the show. Um, on the other hand, why are we getting Big Show versus uh, Doug, Big show I don't at know. a pay-per-view? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Doug,
1: look, Amy, me- what Ooh. I <laughs> like, Oh, God. There's just some things, like, every show's got to have bad stuff, right? But uh, as soon as I saw this, I was like, why? 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 Y'all had such a good show. <laughs> Two things on the show sucked, right? The Penelope Ford match, with Thunder Rosa, it just seemed like they were never in sync. And this segment, I was like, wow, it's cool to see Big Show talking about beating people up. Fine. But do we have to talk about you wrestling again against QT Marshall? No, 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 no. At the pay-per-view.
2: What? We got time for this? That pay-per-view is going to be six hours long. Yeah. Um, I do not need to see that. Like, really? QT Marshall still on my television. And then we had Sting, Darby Allin, 2.0. Bruh. my eyes fun match sting no selling the table spot how is a 832 year old sting no selling a table spot it was awesome
1: the crowd oh, yeah, yeah. the crowd popping
2: to that that was awesome you I- would pop to that i talked to justin yeah. ivy in the group chat he's like no oh, sting always used to no sell stuff i get it he no yeah. sold finishers beat on his chest but a table spot
1: yeah 637 it. years old they I loved it because it, it look, man, like your boys ever rise a 2.0. Like they're great, right? Like incredible. They, they the fact that they're getting prominent television spots is great as well. And in this kind of a match, like their reaction to Sting popping up was even better than Sting popping up. <laughs> so it was like, it was it was very tongue in cheek. Like when they do stuff like this, it's very well done for nostalgia purposes. And I'm totally fine with it because Sting hadn't wrestled on TV. Yeah. So this was his first TV match. And for him to do that, and, and if you think about where Sting has been, this, this, everything was right about this. He looked this, great, by the way, looked great, yeah, man. After Seth Rollins there nearly killed him. This man is becoming like, he got a second life. That was going to yeah. be a cripple. And
2: you know, I, I'm not a, the biggest fan of staying um, in terms of old man Sting or just bringing old men back. But you know what? Kudos to them. They did it right. This isn't Bill Goldberg. This isn't forcing the undertaker into a million feuds. They, they put him with Darby. They had the cinematic match. They had little run-ins. And then now you give them a match completely on weekly television. First time in what they say, 20 years, 30 years or something. In TNT. Then no, he was TNT. on TNT. Yeah. yeah. It was like 22 years, like 1999 or something. Wow. And wow. He just crushes it. Double scorpion death drop. I liked all of it, man. I can't even front. I didn't pop like everyone else did for uh, the no cell, but I, I get it. I get it. They did it very well. And I was very sports entertained. Yeah. And then um, after that, I called it last week when I saw the stipulation. But Jericho's entrance, the entire crowd singing Judas, because it was a no Judas allowed. Mm
1: -hmm. Come on. Genius. Genius. Everything about this was right. Because the one thing I was wondering, because I think everybody knew the moment it was like, no, Judas. Everybody was like, well, everybody's going to sing it. Yeah. The only problem was, is like when you when you're in an arena just be in sync is difficult. Right. Because there's that echo from the other side. Yeah. They picked it up quick. And just the energy that like there are certain things I'm big on moments. I'm really big on watching like fans react to shit or how fans do shit. And watching Jericho take that in. I was like, this is really dope. This, this, this entire them singing him out to the ring and the getting the crowd reacts to the camera work and then just sit, having the camera sit on Jericho's faces. He's like, holy shit, I got something that... I've got something. This is one of the catchiest songs in pro wrestling, period. Yeah, and it's his song. That's what makes it like so crazy. It's like, yo,
2: they're singing like Fozzy. Like, it's yeah. not a, someone else's song to created for me. Like, this is my song. And some of the lyrics are ridiculous. But it's okay. I'm also as cold as December snow. I get it. It's it's fine. I listen, I love that moment.
1: And the right man won. Oh, that's and that's the kicker. He made Jericho tap. And I was like, that's perfect. Yep. You gotta put MJF over.
2: You have to. Exactly. And it's not something I needed for a pay-per-view. I didn't need it for the debut of Rampage to make it feel good. It felt it felt good. Yeah. In this spot. Like, okay, it works. Now, I would like to see MJF on a pay-per-view, but we don't have to force them into a feud. There's plenty of other people going down. Um, And then they announced that they're going to have this four-team match to decide who's going to challenge the Young Bucks in a steel cage. And it's like Jurassic Express, private party, they earned
1: it. Lucha Bros, which is cool. And
2: I forgot the fourth team kind of inconsequential.
1: Hollywood Blondes. Hollywood Blondes? No, no. It's an impromptu tournament. We know we has great. to be we Lucha Bros, is, right? Like, like it's no, a no. It doesn't have to be. It's Lucha a steel Bros. cage. Yeah, I know it doesn't have to be Lucha Bros, even though that's what we would all like. You know what I'm saying? Like all of us would like for it to be Lucha Bros. But after the Jurassic Express tag match with the Young Bucks and the Shenanigans, I could see it going Jurassic Express. Yeah, I mean, and the only yeah. and the other reason why I could see that is because you already have a pretty loaded all out card, and that and that Lucha Dragons. Uh, The Lucha Bros uh, match with the Young Bucks is kind of always going to be there because you fully you don't expect Jurassic Express to go over at all. So you can get a really good match out of them and save it for another show. But at the same time, it's like, well, shit, it's a steel cage. But the steel cage stipulation seems like it makes more sense to keep the elite out of the Young Bucks match. Mm. So I can see Jurassic Express winning this um, to get winning this little tournament to get that match at all out. But yeah, I think I think you put that uh, the Lucha Bros in a tag match in a steel cage against Young Bucks at a pay per view. That's already pretty loaded. It's going to lead to a lot of exhaustion. That's going to be a hell of a match.
2: Yeah, I mean it's it's going to be a long ass night anyway. So I guess yeah, maybe it is just a a calm match for the Young Bucks, which we don't get often. Usually it's a ton of high spots and craziness. So it'll be interesting to see how they play that. Um, off by the time we get there and then now we got to turn our focus to friday most of you guys will be hearing this maybe some after if you're listening to this on saturday this actually happened so bear with us but cm punk has to come out right there was so many teasers can you make a tease
1: something again this week it's gotten to the point now it's like well if he didn't sign you guys are dicks right it's like <laughs> Like, cause usually, you know, if if he didn't sign, you would play, you just kind of be like, all right, well, we're not going to really play this out. We're just going to, you know, let the, let people speculate. But now it's like, you've been nodding and tipping this whole time. It's like, you got to bring him out. You have to, you'd be dicks if you did. not So he's, he's got to, it has to be, he has to, I just don't know if it'll be on Friday. They might wait until all out. Maybe. I I think they have to tease him. Cause they'll tease him
2: at the very least. Yeah. Like it's in Chicago. Right. Yeah, this Friday. Yeah, like you you have to tease. him. so was All Out. Yes, I mean, All Out is too, but even like maybe just have like some type of countdown or just, uh, you know, the Jumbotron flash best in the world. And then yeah. that's, you know, just something. Something has to show that you've signed CM Punk. I don't yeah. need Punk, but you have to show in some way. Or he could do a run and beat the shit out of Kenny Omega. I don't know. I'm okay either way.
1: again i'm gonna say this i'll say this one time and i I know we'll get to it uh more as whatever happens i don't know how interested i'm in seeing cm punk wrestle like i'm more interested in him being like a special you know he shows up in these certain moments like i don't need him chasing the title yeah i think that's unnecessary i'm very interested to see one how they use punk right
2: because with with him coming back, does he want to wrestle full time? Like, does he, does he want to really get back into it? I haven't watched heels yet the show on stars, but it seems like he's been training for that. And then really picked wrestling back up full time because of that. Um, Does he want to not necessarily WWE schedule travel, but that's not what they do, but does he want to like, you know, have a match once every two weeks? Does he want to work, work and get back into the thick of things? Um, Where do you place him on the card? What is there a pairing that you're going to put him in? Like there's so many aspects of what he brings to the show. And then my, my bigger question, my question to you is, what does it really mean for AEW? How, how much is he
1: going to affect AEW the brand? It, I this don't is think just it's, a question. Yeah. I, I don't think it's a thing of like, we're going to blow the ratings through the roof off of CM Punk signing. I think it's more of a clout thing. I think it's one, one of those things where it's like, look, We've got CM Punk. He'll come here, whether he works full time or not, I don't know. Um, but just the idea of having Punk in AEW and maybe even Daniel Bryan at some point, it just f- legitimizes them even more. If you're a lapsed fan, which a lot of lapsed fans are the ones who've gone to AEW, and you see now, now CM Punk is there, it, it makes you want to watch it even more. Right. I think it pushes you away from WWE or pushes you away from the reason why you stopped pro wrestling in the first place because you see CM Punk. I just don't think it's a play in terms of like it's going to be, oh, it's going to add us like another 500,000 viewers. No, it's not going to do that. But it's, there's a legitimacy factor that comes with Punk because they did it and WWE couldn't. It's big. It's a big move if they pull this off. and I, It okay. seems like they're going to pull it off. Yeah. I, and I'm sold on it. So if not, I got completely worked. Oh. Right. But I,
2: I am completely sold that he's going to be there. Yeah. I was just, I was just wondering, I mean, I don't know. I, I've seen Hogan and Sting go to impact. I think it's bigger than that. You know, I, I, I have full faith that they're going to use him better than that, but I'm just wondering, like I've seen impact sign, Kurt Angle, Christian sting Hogan flair. They brought them all in and what, like a three-year period, two-year period. Yeah, but see, then it becomes too much, right? And yeah, and it became a shit show, but they brought in a lot of star power and the ratings really, it, it didn't make a dent necessarily for the popularity or any, the more, a couple more people watched, but it's like, okay, but how are you using them? Are they still well, the see, same star power? That's why I'm wondering if Daniel Bryan does eventually go there, if CM Punk goes there, um, or it's, when it's, CM Punk debuts. Like, I, I just wonder what it's going to matter.
1: I think like with Impact, Impact was never going to be as big. And they fucked it off. As soon as they got, like, Hogan and Bischoff involved, it was over, right? Like, they got rid of the 6 the ring. Everything that was unique, they felt like a very grassroots, ground-level thing. And they got all these, you know, Hogan, and it was just like, fuck this. But, like, the main event mafia was awesome, right? But it, it was all- awesome to people that were already watching Impact. The biggest thing for Impact was getting Kurt Angle. That was the one that was just like, well, Kurt Angle's career is supposed to be over. Then we got Perk Angle and it became over. Yeah. <laughs> right. But the, that was one of those things where it was that was a needle mover for them. The Angle Joe Few was a needle mover yeah. for them. Angle, they, they got Hardy. They, they, yeah, those was was cool. yeah, those were all big time. Yeah. Those are all cool. But Kurt Angle by himself was one of the single biggest factors of Impact becoming um, something of an alternative for people to watch. And even then, again, Impact was not as big as what AEW is right now. No. And and Punk's return, given how volatile he left WWE and saying he would never come back and literally just like stop talking about wrestling for years. You bring him back. I just you can't overexpose him. That's the only thing I ask. Don't overexpose Punk. He needs to be a special talent who comes around occasionally, and I don't need him chasing titles. I don't need to see him on my TV. He has every to be your lesnar. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Work a he has to work a different schedule. He can't do the schedules like everybody else. Yeah, I just
2: I I'm just interested to see how much he moves the, the bottom line there. Cause I, again, I, I don't believe shit moves the WWE bottom line either. Like I've saw them bring Brock back from the UFC when he was a legit UFC champion. Like there's no more, I, I don't think there's anything bigger you can do in pro wrestling than when they brought back Brock, because no, the there's rock no one was ever. The, the rock was Rocky big. coming back. And yeah. he, he came back from being a movie star. But Brock came back to to the roster in terms of legitimacy that there's been no more legit pro wrestler in history than Brock Lesnar, the heavyweight champion in the world in UFC and mixed martial arts. Like that's it's fucking wild to start from pro wrestling, go there, do that and come back. So, I mean, the man at the time had what the third biggest pay-per-view or number one at the time in UFC history. Yeah, like number one and three. When he came back. So, like, Punk doesn't have that star power behind him. They brought in Ronda Rousey, who at the time had like a top five pay per view just before McGregor started running out wild shit in UFC history and was arguably the most famous combat sport, sports woman of all time. You brought in Ronda Rousey. How much did that change the bottom line? So it's just. I'm just skeptical all the time when people bring in like these large names. And I, like, I just wonder what it does exactly. Cause a lot of people are expecting like this huge grandiose, like, Oh, WWE, they're in trouble. Like one WWE is a whole different stratosphere, but like AEW it's like, yeah, I still don't know if that pushes them to like WCW level. I, I, I'm i more excited to see what they build internally. The MJFs, yeah. the Darby's, the mirror, like who are you building to the top internally more than who you bring in?
1: Yep. Yeah. We'll see.
2: We'll so, see. yeah, I'm, in, I'm intrigued by that. Let's hit our break. When we come back, we got to give our predictions for NXT TakeOver and SummerSlam, which both go down this weekend. And NXT has just stacked the card. They have so much stuff on the card. They did half their matches this week on regular TV and have a whole nother slate of TakeOver caliber matches for next week on TV. It's wild. So, we'll go to break. When we come back, we'll discuss NXT and WWE SummerSlam. Don't go anywhere. We'll get right back to the show in a second, but first, the wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be able to be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet online is going an extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads to totals to teams, player and coaching props, Bet online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, divisions, and championship futures all day every
1: day. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great signup bonuses. Don't forget to use code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, it's the
2: final stretch. Trey, it's going to be a fun weekend in terms of WWE as well. I'm at the point with WWE where again i don't defend the weekly product right like i love rk bro but outside of that like raw is unwatchable and then smackdown does good stuff but even then like i'll catch it on demand like i don't even have to watch it live anymore but their pay-per-views still are really fun and when you get to go to something live the atmosphere is very very fun absolutely so i they still have that aspect so We'll actually start with SummerSlam first and then TakeOver because TakeOver is on Sunday. In terms of SummerSlam, let's run down the card in the matches. So far, 10 matches announced. We have uh, starting from the bottom AJ Styles and almost versus RK Bro, which is the most entertaining
1: thing on, on Raw by a mile. I, I'm really just trying to figure out what we're doing here. And not in a bad way, not in a bad way. Because yeah, you had, you had Orton, uh, RKO, Riddle. And then you put them back together for this match. Does Orton turn on Riddle again, or do they win the tag titles? Me personally, they got to win the tag titles. You got to get them off of AJ and almost. Yeah, that, that shit is over with. Yeah, that's done. So that's my pick. I'm picking Orton and Riddle. I'm wondering what the long term story is, but I'm, now I'm intrigued. Like I told you guys, I didn't like this at first, but Riddle's made this really good, and Orton has also made this really good. So it's like I'm. I think they should. They should absolutely have to win.
2: Adrian I agree. Horse,
1: they just got to move on. Yeah. To to me, that's a
2: that's a mania match between those two. Perhaps. Yeah. Like that's you, you that's, that's it,
1: yeah yeah you're right yeah
2: that is the first real Matt Riddle WrestleMania feud moment. Okay, kid, you're in the big time. He's grown ass man, but I mean, uh, I love that. You know, Randy Orton's like, all right, kid, we're back to you, uh, and Matt Riddle's like 37. But this is like okay, that next stepping stone for him. He carried damn near a year-long program and make people care about. So yeah, they have to win the belts, go on. I think this makes Survivor series very interesting because you can have them versus the Usos, which is probably an amazing match down the road if the Usos are still champions, which I don't see why they wouldn't be. Um, so I so many good possibilities there. I like it. Yeah. AJ Styles and almost is a rap, but I think almost comes out of this where he should be. This built him to a better spot than I ever thought he could be. Yeah. I don't know where it goes after this, but I don't I don't know what his ceiling is. But he probably slaps around AJ Styles a little bit, goes on his own, and then sink or swim buddy. But I, I think it leaves him in a better position than like an Apollo crews. Yeah. You're right. With with his Ease. Like so yeah, no nah, I like where this is going. Give me AJ Styles back in a title picture or mid-card picture. Something. Solo AJ Styles is needed. And then uh, oh my God. Worst match of the night. Alexa Bliss versus Eva Marie and Dew This is this is so a waste strange. of time.
1: It's gonna be a four-minute match. It's um yeah, it's it's just the Alexa Bliss thing is is so done because now that The Fiend is removed from the picture entirely and they're trying to let Alexa run with this gimmick on her own, there's no steam behind it. There's really nothing there. And the doll shit is stupid. And even Maria's whack. And, you know, Piper Nevin being doodrop is stupid. And this whole thing is dumb. So let's let's have a squash match on the pre-show. Yeah, no, they're putting on the main show, but it's also going to be fucking ridiculous. And then Drew Mack versus Jinder Mahal. I mean, Drew's got to go over, you would think, the way this has played out. I, I think gender should find a way to cheat to win. I don't know, but... That'd be cool. Know. That'd be funny. Yeah, I just don't know with Drew. Drew's in a tough spot. He has to go to SmackDown. He's kind of done everything he need, needs to do at Raw. This is like one of the last views he could have that people care about. Yeah, I agree. So if he wins, I
2: think he goes SmackDown. If he loses, he might stay. And, you know, shuffle pieces other, other places around him to give him fresh matchups, but... Yeah, I think it'd be fun if gender won, but give me true winning and going to SmackDown. And then I'm throwing this on here, even though I have no confirmation because uh, we're recording this before SmackDown happens. But it seems like
1: Big E needs to whoop some ass to get his briefcase back. It feels like it's something they should do at SummerSlam. I don't know why they would do this if they didn't. So I Yeah, don't know. I mean, unless he does it just on
2: Friday. But um, we shall see, but at... I would love to get a big E versus just down on his luck, Corbin. And man, Corbin's such a great character. He doesn't need to win again until, you know what? Have him lose everything, every feud, every match, until Royal Rumble and have him be in the final two. And tease that he's finally going to get there and then have him lose. as the last guy thrown out. I want this to just be like ultimate heartbreak, Corbin. So yeah, I wish that match if that match goes on, give me Big E and a squash match because yeah, it'd just it's be fun. One. And then we have Sheamus versus Damian Priest.
1: Then cool. yo, know, Sheamus has done absolutely nothing with this title, so just give it no. to Damian Priest. Pull the but Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, Damian Priest does something with it because Sheamus is not. But it just seems like Vince doesn't give a shit about either of these titles. No,
2: on the low though, I like Damian Priest's work recently. I just like his work more with Miz and Morrison in terms of promos, in terms of matches, than with Sheamus. But him adopting the bro kick to just style on Sheamus, I think that's fun. Yeah. So, no, yeah, give Damian Priest a thing. He's, again, another guy doing better than I anticipated. I thought it was over after Bad Bunny left but he's a guy who could fit a nice role in the mid card. So Damian Priest there. And then now we get into the nitty gritty of the card. Um, Nikki A.S.H. versus Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley. I've seen this match
1: 8 million times over the Palms. I'm, so, I'm tired of it. But it, you know, Nikki's got to go over in a triple threat. There's easy ways out of this match. Yeah, Charlotte's not probably, getting pinned. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, it's going to be, you know, Nikki going over on Rhea probably and leading to I don't I don't know what they're doing with Rhea. I can't I guess, I'm sick of it. This is dumb. So I don't know. I don't I don't know. I'm picking Nikki to win, but uh, I they, they've kind of botched this by having me see this every week. Yeah. Fuck it. Give me Charlotte to win just cuz it seems like a Charlotte thing to do.
2: Right? Like they just cut her dad. Like you cut the dad loose, you're not going to have her win. And Charlotte would damn near be A.W. bound in a few with Jade Cargill here in a second. You better give her the belt. So Charlotte wins.
1: Um then we have Edge versus Seth Rollins. Oh man, uh, you know what? I f- kind of feel like Edge needs not. he doesn't need it, but it won't hurt Seth to lose. However, If they have plans to keep this feud going, then Seth's got to kind of win. I I think that's two trains of thoughts here. If this is like the one-off for SummerSlam and Edge is going to go back home, take care of the kids, you know, and be a dad and shit, then Edge has got to win. But if there's any plans for Edge to wrestle kind of sort of full-time schedule, I feel like you got to keep this feud going because I like this feud. So I'd pick Rollins. So with that being said, I'm going to pick Edge. I think he might take another break.
2: Yeah, I'm taking Edge. One, I think Edge probably does take a break at least until like you ramp up towards mania or excuse me, towards rumble. And then I think Seth goes to raw goes back to raw perhaps. So him losing would make sense. So have Seth, you know, get drafted by raw, whatever, whatever. So I like edging this match, but I want them to have 15, 16 minutes. Yeah. At least give me a good match. Let them rock. And then we have Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks which was dicey, according to reports, throughout the week. Uh, but it's going down. Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks, too, crushed it at Mania. I'm not expecting that same level this time. But give me Bay to go over and beat Bianca Belair in a shocking turn of events. Nah, you can't take
1: the title off of Bianca. You can't. Nah, and they love Sasha losing in bit moments, but I'm riding it with Sasha just because. It's, it's not even that. It's that you, you've had Bianca doing photo ops with Meg Stallion. Like, you've really positioned Bianca as the one. And you need the one right now. Because meanwhile, you know, the, the Raw winner's title is just, you know, Nikki, it's like there's no legitimacy behind it. Whereas with Bianca, it feels like you have, like, your babyface Roman type that's going to hold on to that title for a while. And you have to beat Sh- Sasha twice to truly legitimize yourself. We can't 50-50 this. We can't. You got to go. You got to roll with Bianca at this point because she's the bigger star in terms of the one that you're pushing. And Sasha just doesn't need it. She Sasha doesn't it need elsewhere. another title run. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she can go get it elsewhere. Like, she can go get it from Nikki or Charlotte and go on that side. If you were Rhea, like, she needs to change the scenery. Everybody, the whole women's division needs to change the scenery. But the one thing that doesn't need to happen is Bianca losing that title. I think that they, they can't do the match like they did at WrestleMania. That was just a moment in time. But I think this is going to be a banger. Yeah, I healthy. mean, yeah, that's that's the key. They're healthy. It's Sasha Banks,
2: she's one of the best wrestlers in the world. Men, women, anything, however you, you know, identify. Sasha Banks is one of the best in the world. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's going to be one hell of a match. And then, oh, I should have said this one earlier, the Usos versus Mysterio. Get the Mysterios out of
1: here. Yeah, they're not winning this shit. Look, man, there's one match that needs to happen, and I don't know how long you can hold out for but you got to figure it out. It's the Street Profits and the Usos, and that's it. That's it. That's the only way you can go. The Mysterios got to get out of here. And you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb here and say what, what needs to happen, and I think the family would actually like this idea because it would be fun for them internally is Dominic turns on Ray. Oh, yeah, At least gives Dominic some some spice. Yeah. It, it, it gives us some spice and you get to work with your dad. Not yeah. as a tag team, but you're working your dad. Match. Yeah, that's fun. So full I think that's, that's, that's when he, because babyface Dominic ain't doing it. And I think the, the best way for him to, is to work with his dad so he can learn this business a little bit more because his dad knows his son. And turn. And now, because the mysterious of the tag team, is over. They suck, so, you know. There we go. No, I agree. I like that. And then, uh, shout out to Roman Reigns, who in an
2: interview said, "Yo, you know what? It might be nice to bring Naomi into the bloodline. It's like I, I think it could open up some opportunities for her."
1: Yeah, I think, I know. and I, yeah, I think being
2: held back. Yeah, I think it's time for Naomi to join the squad. Yeah. And no, I don't want. I don't want Tamina
1: in the squad. I don't want Naya in the squad. No, like bring Naomi no. in, dude. Get Naomi in the squad, and then you know, juice her up, and now you have Bianca's next feud. Oh, perfect! What a fucking feud that would be, right? Oh, uh-huh. yeah,
2: we need that need that to happen. And then we have Lashley versus Goldberg
1: over right. under five minutes. Under Lashley goes over, un, over on Goldberg in under five minutes. It's just this this one this card has too, has too many goddamn matches, so you yep. need a short match. Two. It's Lashley. Come on, dog. There's no way unless Vince changes his mind at SummerSlam. The plan is to legitimize Lashley as your man by having him go over on Goldberg because Goldberg ain't doing shit after the damn thing. Collected the check. Yeah.
2: So yeah, now just yeah. Three minutes. The entrances could be longer. I'll say spear, spear by Goldberg. Spear by Lashley. Spear by Goldberg jackhammer by Goldberg. Lashley kicks out. Spear by Lashley puts him in the fucking master lock or whatever you call it. The hurt lock, does he make him
1: terrible? Does, does Goldberg pass out? Goldberg passes out while Lashley is yelling at his son. There you go. That's the one I, I want him to pass out in front of his son. That's, yes. How, yes. that's how you handle his angle. That's he. Yep.
2: <laughs> make, make his son just painful pain in his eyes pass out in front of his son. So, Yep. That's uh, that's where we go with that one. And then Roman Reigns versus John Cena to wrap it up. Yo, they're they're actually going to give him
1: like 30 minutes, probably. Oh, look, the entrance alone for Roman Reigns is going to take like 20 minutes, right? Yo, Why and, has we, he been walking so slow? I don't know. And what that means for me is, like, as soon as Roman, like, enters, I know it's going to be the end of the night and it's going to be time to go to the Pacquiao fight because that entrance is going to take longer than probably the fight, right? So I'm going to have to get the hell out of there. But – there's the train of thought that John Cena might go over because all this history and these two have been literally like that, that back and forth last week. I was like, God damn. Like you guys are cutting each other. Really? Like you mentioned Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose has not been mentioned on television since he left and went to AEW. They have not said his name at all. And now they're saying and Cena said his name and said he ran him out of here. So this, this is a deep cut, but I think, again, I just think Roman's got to go over. Now, there's people out there that say, well, you know, this could lead to a biggie cash-in. Possible. Possible. I don't see it. I don't think the babyface having the briefcase is going to cash in on some chicken shit type thing. I don't think that's happening. But I think Roman, I think he just needs to go over clean on Cena. For the legitimate, like, we, two champions that are legit coming out of SummerSlam that can pretty much hang on those titles to WrestleMania if they wanted to. I'm fine with Lashley and Roman being those two guys. Me too.
2: Just mix everyone else up underneath them to give them fresh matches. Give me KO versus Lashley in a feud this fall, you know? Move KO to Raw. Like, move AJ Styles to, like, have AJ Styles get turned on by Omos, which turned them, like, de facto babyface, and then move him to SmackDown to feud with Roman Reigns.
1: Yeah. Give me fresh talk.
2: Yep. And that's all I'm asking. Fresh, fresh narratives, fresh matchups. Don't beat stuff to the ground every week. And then flipping the script to Sunday, which will be tired as hell, but will be locked in. I'll probably watch this at your crib or somewhere with you. And NXT TakeOver. Man, I I think the matches, the match selection for this is perfect when you got to narrow it down to five. One thing I want to touch on from this past week though. And Joe and Cross had the battle, and that was all right. But the index proposal yes, is man. why I was there. This is fun. It. This is this is fun. Her taking his mannerisms and being creepy, yeah, was so good, so good. So yeah. that with Jar with Gargano and um, congrats to Gargano and Candice. Candice wrestling is pregnant. We're getting baby wrestling. So it's a cool way to work them into the mix and keep them on television. Yep. Yeah. No, I thought it was. I thought it was dope. Austin Theory's missing. Gargano's still looking for him.
1: Yeah. So, I, have a feeling, I, f- I have a feeling he'll pop up on like Raw or SmackDown soon.
2: Oh, Lord. Send him back. Please, send him back. I, I agree. So we have that there. In terms of the pay per view, Walter versus Dragunov is going to be crazy. Dragunov straight bleeding on just normal last Tuesday television. Him versus Roddy. I don't know what they're doing with
1: Diamond Mind and Roddy, by the way. I well, got rid of Tyler Russ, so it's like, wow, this diamond mine is gonna be like a diamond cart in a minute because there's nobody there. Um, but Walters, I mean, that was a great match, and Dragonov, you know, leaking just added to it. But it feels like Walters got to go over in the states, so people that didn't see the match with Dragonov can see what this is all about because they it was like the match of the year for a lot of people. Yeah, it was closed there with myself, and I think they're just <laughs> gonna kill each other. But Walters, Walter's the guy. And I guess you got to find a way to get him over some the main... I don't know, because they'll ruin him elsewhere. But he's so fucking good. So I'm picking Walter. Oh, I agree. I'm <laughs> to the
2: same. Walter, uh, by death chop. But, but yeah, just give the U.S. crowd um, what they missed on a regular episode of NXT UK. And it's yeah. going to set a great move. I wouldn't mind if that opened it up. So I think that's going to be a good match. And then we have... La Knight versus
1: Cameron Grimes. I mean, Cameron Grimes got to get his come up soon. He got to right? win. Yeah, he got to yeah. win. So I'm picking so, Cameron.
2: Um, even though if Grimes loses, DiBiase as the Butler adds a whole another couple of months of hilarity.
1: You know what? Give me La Knight because what is La Knight without this feud right now? It's making him. Yeah. Right? So give me La Knight to have both of them and then have to figure out a way out of this. Yeah. Oh, give me La Knight. It probably won't happen. They'll probably go with Grimes, but give me La Knight because I need to see DiBiase as somebody's Butler. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what a turn of
1: events. And
2: somebody got to cut to check. So Virgil could come back for a night.
1: Ooh, yeah.
2: Oh, Ooh. Virgil cameo. That That's what I want. Virgil costing just Cameron Grimes to win.
1: You're being and like, ha, Diviase. Now you got to be the butler. Not even that. I'd be like, hi, that's, that's my fuck money right there. That's what. That's the version of Virgil I want. The one that was on our show years ago. Years ago. Oh my God. I got to run that. One day when we get like super busy, I'm just going to run that back
2: as our episode. <laughs> just yeah. that interview in full. That shit is hilarious for all our new fans. And then Raquel Gonzalez versus Dakota Kai. Nah, Raquel's got to go over. I, I really don't care about this feud. I don't care about Raquel as champion, but I nope. think she gets pulled up just because of her size and her look. So give me Dakota Kai and the upset. Somebody got to change titles.
1: I mean, this is it's very possible. I just, I hate Raquel Gonzalez as a baby face. Uh, I think that the titles change. I never really liked it in the first place. So I could see that happening. But I think Raquel will probably hang on. She's still kind of green in some ways. She is. Um, and Dakota is like she's good. So i I think they'll have an okay match. I just don't care about the feud. And then. Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole. That's probably
2: the last match night. So, Kerry Cross versus Samoa Joe. Kerry Cross not headlining the pay per view
1: probably hurts. But whatever. Yeah, they I kind of feel like they have to headline with him and Joe because there's there's more heat there. Like as much, it feels like the the Kyle O'Reilly Adam Cole feud has been. It's like run out of steam. So it got to the open then. If that's the maybe, case, maybe. Maybe uh, we don't know how these things are going to be paced, but it's like a two out of three falls match. We all know it's going to get to the steel cage, which would be great if it didn't actually, if Cole just kind of wiped him out, um, <laughs> but that's probably not going to happen. So, and actually I think Colorado is going to go over um, given Cole's contract situation and all the things that are going on one way or another. He's not going to be in NXT anymore. Yeah. I think O'Reilly's going over.
2: Um, I think Cole wins. I think just the affinity triple H and Sean have for him, whether he's off of the, out the door or up to the main roster, I think they just give him like, yo, thank you for everything you've done here. That ain't the way to go. You go out on your back. So that means, usually, I'm taking this pin. This is the click. No, like, these motherfuckers don't play by those rules. If anyone in pro wrestling history don't play by those rules, these two motherfuckers don't play by those well, rules. They all did. They all went out on their back.
1: Ooh. Sean went out on his back. Sean did to Taker. Cool. Sean went out H- back to Taker. Triple H, H-, H-, H- wins H- everything. Sean went out on his back to Austin. Like Nash went out the the curtain call that was that they all they know how to go out yeah do you I think I think everybody knows the rule and if Cole's situation is whether he goes to Raw SmackDown or he goes somewhere else he's losing this match if Kyle Raleigh's staying he needs to win because you have to do something with him yeah you got to build him into something something anything because he ain't going to Raw SmackDown no
2: no no by no means you got to put him in some type of picture after this um. I don't know where that goes. Like, I don't need to see a Samoa Joe Kyle O'Reilly program if Joe wins. So I don't talk about that carrying cross versus Samoa Joe. We are at the point where I, I think cross goes up, but
1: why would Joe need the title to put somebody else over or, or Joe wins and vacates. Tournament type, mm-hmm. yep. If, um, if they're if they're retooling NXT as the rumors keep you know uh, percolating that NXT is not going to be the NXT that we once knew and it's going to be developmental, whatever it's going to be. Joe winning the title to put crossover over on Raw or SmackDown and then Joe saying I can't work a full time schedule, I just had to get it off that bitch. Yeah, and then putting it up is like I could see it going that way. That makes sense because he came to establish order for Regal yeah. and you could be like, Yo, here's the belt. Orders restored. Yeah, I don't need this anymore. Yeah, that's it. Because um, I can't see, it doesn't make any sense for Joe to like work, work, unless he really wants to. But I think Cross is going to drop the title. It, I, this has been handled all wrong. I love this match, but I just think Cross has been handled all wrong. And you got to get the title off him. Of. Yeah. Um, all right, give me Samoa Joe. Instead of
2: vacating, you talked me into Samoa Joe. It? Instead of vacating, give me one more program out of Joe. I want Walter to come out, his music to hit after Joe wins, and then just stare Joe down. That'd be Give me Walter that. versus Joe. Because you're bringing that's, Walter that's over for a U.S. audience, right? You obviously yeah. want to show them who Walter is. I think it's time for him to move off of the U.K. thing. But you can have him be a dual champ. Go against yeah, Joe for the could. NXT title and have the U.K. title at the same time. And those two men, big, meaty men bumping me?
1: joe versus walter come on yes good that's good we we gotta fly wherever the fuck that is i like it i I don't know if they do it but I, i like i like it in you so one way or another joe's winning this match cross is going to raw and getting fucked over so it is what it is agreed so man that's like i said packed wrestling weekend we appreciate all of you
2: for listening we'll have our normal length show after recapping all of this, seeing where we were right, seeing where we were wrong, seeing if we've made it through the three days that this weekend consists of, I uh, tried to remain hydrated enough to hit all of these spots up because it's a ton of wrestling. It's going to be so much fun out here in Vegas. We appreciate you all. We'll keep this sign off short. If you guys haven't already, follow us on social media at corner podcast underscore on Twitter, at corner club for life on Instagram. Shout out to Blue Wire, the network. Shout out to all of the sponsors big things in the works. Can't wait to share it with you guys. We appreciate you and all of your support. Stay safe. Stay runner-free. Till next time, we're out. Peace.